You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 53. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to share my top 10 tips for selling on social media. So this will be helpful for you if you want to grow your life coaching business online. You're not really sure where to start. And it's also for you if you see all of these social media platforms out there, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. It seems like every couple of years there's a new one. And it's understandable if that overwhelms you. I'm going to put all of that overwhelm to rest in this episode. And perhaps you're struggling to craft content on social media that not just attracts followers, but ultimately attracts clients and buyers, people that want to hire you. I'm going to share with you the best strategies to put yourself out there on social media. Now, I know one question you might have as a life coach is, do I really need to use social media? Do I really need to play that game? And what I want to invite you to consider is that if you choose, you don't have to, simple answer is you don't have to use social media to grow your coaching business. Uh, I barely use social media my first uh, couple of years as a coach. I mostly did in-person workshops and I promoted those online, but I wasn't really getting clients online. It was from meeting people in person. So short answer is no, you don't have to use social media. However, you are leaving so much money left on the table if you don't utilize social media. And it's not just about the money, it's also about the value and the service, right? So if you care about helping people and you care about making a difference, then you owe it to yourself to at least listen to this episode and consider exploring social media if you currently aren't, all right? So before I dive into the 10 tips, I wanted to share a, a, little, um, a little post that one of our graduates shared recently that I thought was really inspiring. So Melissa graduated from the academy and she said that she is celebrating having seven paying clients and she said she's actually losing track of how many paying clients she's getting, which is an awesome problem to have. And she said, most importantly, besides having all these paying clients, I am creating so much value for them. I can tell they're blown away by our sessions and that everyone has come back for more, commenting on how constructive our sessions are. I started an Instagram profile and it's already gotten 500 followers. And there's simply nothing more rewarding than doing this work. I truly believe in the academy for teaching its students how to be ethical, professional, and effective coaches. Thank you for sharing that, Melissa, and congratulations to all the success that you are having. It's awesome. All right, so let's talk social media. Now, when I uh, started out my coaching business years ago, I wasn't very active on social media. I mostly would use it to post some photos of places I had traveled to, but I wouldn't insert myself in those photos. I would be very insecure about posting photos of me online. And this was because I was, uh, I just didn't really think that 
I looked good on camera and I had insecurity around my body and also the way my voice sounded. Um, and ultimately, I was really afraid of how other people might judge me. So I use social media mostly as a consumer of it, looking at other people's content, but not really creating my own. And one of the reasons why I was so hesitant to put myself on social media is because I worried about there being haters. <laughs> I worried that people would uh, just have negative things to say about me. But what I came to realize is that when you can share something that hits a nerve with someone, that's, that means that what you're putting out there is impactful. It's having some kind of a response. And remember, marketing is not about making everybody like you and agree with you. Effective marketing is when you're able to turn some people away from you and turn other people towards you, right? That's how you know you're doing it right. So it's inevitable that not everyone's going to resonate with your message and with your ideas, nor should everyone resonate with everything you have to say. So one of the things I realized is that instead of caring about the haters and trying to make my content resonate with everybody, which is really just a form of people-pleasing, what matters more is speaking your truth, speaking your truth for the people who need it most, right? And also, there's no reason for you to engage in any arguments online with random trolls. That's just not the best use of your energy. So have you ever heard the phrase, haters gonna hate? Some people are just gonna hate on anything, and that's none of your business. And I also like the, I, one of my mentors shared the idea that haters are really just confused admirers trying to figure out why everyone else likes you. So I love that reframe. Haters are just confused admirers. So one of the other big concerns I had with using social media is I considered myself to be a pretty private person and I was worried about um, exposing myself online. And one of the things I realized is that you don't have to spill all of your guts and your deepest, darkest, darkest secrets to the world on social media, right? Sometimes you might have this assumption that putting yourself out there online means you have to you know, share all your biggest vulnerabilities. That's not true at all. You don't have to share all of your secrets, but what you can do instead is the, the value of social media is really you just making yourself visible and seen, okay? M making yourself visible and seen, which is different from spilling your guts, right? And if you have this, you know, this uh, part of you that, that values privacy, then I invite you to think, what are you afraid might happen, right? Because I had to ask myself, who am I afraid is going to see my posts? And what am I worried that they're going to do with that? So a question to ask yourself is, like, what if X person sees your posts and sees what you're up to? What are you really afraid of happening? And another question that I would ask myself is, how much longer am I willing to let my ideas about that one person hold me back from living the life that I want to live? So how much longer are you willing to let your idea of, of that person that you're afraid to see your stuff, how much longer are you willing to let that hold you back from making a contribution to the world? So one of the thoughts that I would have for myself to help me overcome this part of me that thought I should stay very private is believing that it's safe for me to be seen. It's safe for me to be seen. I am safe in this space, right? I am safe on this platform. It is safe for me to share my story here. 
it is safe for me to share my message here. So when I peeled back those layers of, you know, my desire for privacy a little bit more, I realized that so much of my need for privacy was just a mask. It's what I would tell myself because I was ultimately afraid and I felt unsafe. So I had to remind myself that it is actually safe for me to uh, be on this platform, to be in this space, to share my story. Okay. So it is safe for you to use social media, right? It is safe for you. And then the other concern I had was around, what if I get canceled? I mean, what if it goes beyond just, you know, people disagreeing with me, but what if I get flat out canceled um, by the internet? And especially with, you know, cancel culture and, and seeing other celebrities get canceled, it just was this fear of, wow, what if that happens to me? And I know a lot of coaches think that getting canceled could be the worst thing that could ever happen. And I want to tell you that it's actually not, okay? The worst thing that can happen is you canceling yourself, you canceling your voice, and you canceling your own dreams in advance so that way no one else has the option to, right? So I have a podcast called Other People's Opinions, and if you worry about other people judging you, canceling you, etc., then definitely go listen to the episode I have called Other People's Opinions. The only way that you can avoid criticism is to, by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing, okay? So don't cancel yourself ahead of time. No one has the power to cancel you but you, right? So if you have this fear of other people canceling you, well, it's certainly not any more helpful for you to abandon yourself in, antici- in anticipation and fear around how other people might criticize you, okay? So those are some of the shifts that I had in my beliefs around social media. I'm going to give you some other thoughts that I have, and then we're going to go into the 10 tips. So when you think about people, when you think about you and the content you produce, and when you think about social media in general, what comes up for you, right? It might be really helpful for you to journal, what are your thoughts about people? What are your thoughts about you and the content you release? And then what are your thoughts about social media in general, okay? So if you are uh, like many coaches, when they start putting themselves out there online, a lot of people assume uh, no one wants to hear what I have to say. No one really cares. No one's going to find this interesting. And just go on and on, you know, really assuming that, you know, people aren't, aren't looking to receive what you have. What if people are eager to hear what you have to say? What if people are actually waiting for your posts? And what if people want to hear your ideas, right? Those are some thoughts for you to try on when it, when it comes to thinking about other people. Then there's your thoughts about you and your content. So you might think, oh, my ideas are terrible. They're not interesting. They're not original, it's, my content is lame. I don't have much to offer. My life is boring, right? These are all not going to be helpful thoughts for you to have. So here are some new ones for you to try on. Firstly, your, your ideas are valuable. Your content is brilliant. You have so much to offer and your life is interesting. What if you could try on those thoughts as if they're true, okay? Try on those thoughts. And then there's your thoughts about social media, Okay. So you might think, oh, social media is a toxic place. There's no point to social media. Um, Social media is a big waste of time and all of these other negative things. And what I want to present to you is that social media is a playground. Okay, social media is actually very purposeful. 
Social media is an incredible way for you to meet people from all around the world, right? I'm so grateful for social media because it allows me to share my message with so many people for free, right? So if you worry that social media is just a toxic place, it's only toxic if you find and follow toxic people on it. So social media works very similarly to the real world outside of the internet, right? Whatever you look for, you're going to find. So you can find a lot of inspiration and a lot of love and great ideas on social media. So the idea of it is going where the love is. And if you're not experiencing that on social media, then unfollow anyone that is creating a toxic experience for you. There's a block button on every social media platform for a reason. So don't be afraid to use it. (laughs) Okay, so with that mindset in mind, here are my top 10 tips for using social media, okay? Now, firstly, what is the best platform for you to use? I know this is one of the most common questions that our coaches have. What's the magical platform? So here's the answer. There is no magical platform, okay? There's no one platform where it's easier to find clients, So rather than trying to find the easiest platform or the right platform, the solution is to pick one platform and focus on creating content there. Of course, it's eventually better to have your content shared on other platforms because that'll get you a wider reach. But when you're getting started, you don't want to spread yourself thin. So just choose a platform, choose one that maybe you naturally gravitate to and you enjoy using and commit yourself to using that platform. Eventually, later on, then you can start to share your platform, your content on other platforms. But the idea is to just really, really get good at one, okay? So pick any platform. There's no one magical platform. Okay, here's the second thing. The second tip is you must start seeing yourself as a creator, on a platform rather than a consumer. So a lot of people, when they log onto their Instagram or their Facebook, they start scrolling through their newsfeed, right? That is what consumers do. They are reading other people's ideas. They're consuming other people's content. You must start seeing yourself as an actual creator for the platform, right? So it might be believing, okay, I'm here to create. I'm logging into Instagram to create a post, not to consume. So one of the things you can do to help you get into being a creator is unfollowing lots of people. Unfollow people because the more people you're following, the more you're going to be tempted to consume and get sucked into that spiral of just spending hours aimlessly consuming other people's stuff. Some platforms you can unfollow, other platforms you can mute people, which means that you're still following them, but you're not you're just not seeing their posts show up in your newsfeed. Right? So, if you find that you are distracted when you go on a platform, or you compare yourself to others, then that means that you've got to start unfollowing more people and muting more people from your newsfeed, okay? Now, another way you can start really embodying what it means to be a creator on social media is by not sharing other people's posts all the time, right? You might already be sharing other people's quotes and videos and, and, and things, and that is you, not creating. That is you just consuming and sharing other people's other people's creations. So see if you can start resisting the urge to share other people's content so you can start thinking, hmm, what can I create today on this platform? So that's my second tip. The third tip, okay, if you are struggling with 
you takes you so much time to make a post and you know you you might spiral a little bit in perfectionism believe me i've been there <laughs> okay so here's what i want you to know about this you need to not create a plus content okay if you are sporadically posting a plus content meaning content that you've crafted and it's polished and it's perfect in your mind that is not nearly as effective as you making consistent b minus content okay Consistent B minus content will always outweigh sporadic A plus content. So you want to go for B minus. Okay, if it's taking you a significant amount of time every week creating posts and ideas for social media, you are overthinking and you are trying to get it to be an A plus piece of content. You need to go for B minus. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to produce things that aren't valuable. It just means it's really there to help with a bias we have in our brains because your A plus is your idea of, of a B minus rather is going to be your followers A plus. Okay. So when you get your content to B minus, of course, you're going to think, oh, I could have written that better. I could have said that one part better, of course, but it's going to be A plus for so many people. I mean, when I make episodes for this podcast, I sometimes we'll think, oh, I could have explained that one part a little bit better. But I ask myself, was this B, was it at least a B minus? And the answer is always yes. And then if so, I click publish, right? If you are spending a lot of time going back and editing and drafting your post, and maybe you, you post it and then you take it down, that means that you're in perfectionism and you've got to go for B minus. All right, next tip. How do you actually craft content? Okay, what do you say? What do you do? So just overall, here's the most important thing to know when it comes to crafting content. Whenever you're producing a video, uh, it could be a blog post, um, it could be text, whatever it is, you must start out with a pattern interrupt, okay? A pattern interrupt means how are you interrupting someone's scrolling behavior, right? When people are on social media, they're scrolling with their thumb on their phone usually. What is it that they can, will need to see or read from the, from the get-go in order to stop scrolling? That's called a pattern interrupt, okay? People are just kind of mindlessly scrolling. What's going to stop them from scrolling and get their attention right away? So it can be a compelling image of you. It can be a compelling headline, okay? So ask yourself, is this, is what I'm posting, is there a pattern interrupt to it? Is there something provocative or polarizing that, that uh, is in front of people right away, right? So don't necessarily be sharing what other people, what everyone else is sharing. It's okay to be polarizing and provocative. You want to make sure that there's a pattern interrupt. You can have an amazing post, but if it doesn't catch, if it doesn't catch someone's attention right away, they're going to keep scrolling. And then the other thing, the other question to ask yourself around your content after you have some kind of pattern interrupt is, is this content either educational, inspiring, or entertaining? Is this educational, inspiring, or entertaining? So everything you post on social media just needs to be one of those three things. Educational, inspiring, entertaining, all right? That's all you need to consider when it comes to crafting content. All right, the fifth tip is, is you might, if you ever concern yourself with, oh, I constantly have to come up with new ideas and new content and the idea of that is exhausting for you, I want you to know that it is okay for you to repeat yourself. It is okay for you to repeat the same stories and the same ideas. You want to get to a point where, where you are actually actually sick of sharing your own stories with people. 
Okay, so there have been studies done that have shown that people have to hear some information usually 20 times before it really sinks in. Now think about all of the things people already see on social media, right? And I, for example, I know that I would get very frustrated because I used to post like once a week and I thought, okay, that should be enough. Uh, I'll just post once a week, but it didn't create anything. And I realized that not everyone is seeing every post that you do and not everyone's remembering it. So if you are posting once a week and you're wondering why you know, you're not attracting uh, clients, right? That is not, they're not seeing you enough. So don't feel bad about talking about the same topic multiple times or teaching the same thing multiple times. And you can even repost some things you've posted in the past, okay? The idea of it is that people are not going to see every single thing that you post and they're also not going to remember it. So you want to share your stories and ideas to the point where you are sick of sharing them, okay? If you're feeling like, oh, again, I'm talking about this, that's a good thing, okay? Because your audience, your followers, they're not going to see or remember every single thing you posted. They're, they're seeing lots of things on their social media. So it is okay to repeat yourself, okay? It's okay to repeat content that you've created in the past. One of the things that we give our students in the academy is a, um, it's a bonus workbook that's called 30 Days of Content, where we give you laid out an entire month's worth of content that you could share right away on any social media platform. And then you can repost those same 30 pieces of content over the year so that way you have content every single day and you're able to put yourself out there without having to figure it all out. So we lay it out for you with giving you 30 days of content to get started with. All right, my next tip is if you're like, oh, I have to be all about my business, I don't wanna, it just feels very limiting to compartmentalize myself, the tip I have for you is to show balance, okay? Show balance on your social media. So if you're posting online and you're like always posting about business, 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 right? People are just going to see you as very one-dimensional and we are not one-dimensional beings. It's hard for people to relate to you if, they're, if you're just all about one thing, right? So think about what are, what are a few interests you have on your life? Right? If you were to, if you were to categorize, categorize your life into three, four, or five different areas, what would it be? Right? And of course, your business is going to be, and coaching is going to be one of those areas. Right? So that can be one. For me, I am also very passionate about music. I play the clarinet, and I've also been learning piano. So sometimes I'll just share, here's a, here's a little video of me playing this song on the piano. Right? I also love to travel, and sometimes I'll share po- uh, posts of me traveling. So you want to integrate your life in what you share online. That's going to allow people to relate to you and see that you're a human and you're more than just, you know, your business. So how could you show some balance? It's okay for you to show just things that are valuable to you in your everyday life. Show people a little bit of your lifestyle, right? If you like food, then show people what food you're eating, what food you're cooking, right? If you love animals, then you could show people pictures of your pets and cute things that you do with your puppy or your kitty. All right. So it's okay to show balance with your posts. All right. Next is sometimes you might feel very afraid about posting something and you might be really concerned about the response it's going to get. My tip for you is to detach. Whenever you post, you must detach yourself emotionally and energetically from everything you post. Okay. 
You are not your content. You are not your content. Okay. Like I, when I post something on any social media platform or even a podcast episode, I think of it as, okay, this is like a snapshot of who I am in this moment. And when I click publish, it's gone. It's out into the universe and I continue moving forward with my life. That was just a snapshot, but that is not all of who I am. So you post and you let it go. Okay. So if you are finding that you're very attached to if your post gets a lot of likes and shares and comments, okay? If you find that you are discouraged if your posts are not getting that kind of engagement, this means that you are attaching yourself emotionally to your content and you've got to remember that you are not your content. No matter how amazing some of your posts are, some of them are just not going to get engagement, okay? That's just the nature of it. Not everything you're going to say is going to get shared with millions of people. Some things you're going to say are going to get shared and commented and lead to clients. And other things, you're going to hear crickets. That doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. Okay, Everyone experiences that. So if you're feeling like social media is this emotional roller coaster for you, where you, you you post something and if you get likes, then you're happy. And if one day you post something, you don't get likes, you're you're devastated. You've got to detach yourself emotionally from your content and realize that you are not your content. Now, one of the ways you can help detach yourself from your content is by having several posts scheduled ahead of time. Okay, so if you're just making a post for today and you're sharing today's posts, then you might be very attached to the results of that post. But what if you had all your posts lined up for the week? right? And you just knew, okay, today's Monday's post. And it doesn't even matter what happens on Monday because on Tuesday, you know you're already going to have a new post ready to go. So it always gives you something to look forward to so you don't put so much emotional weight on just the post of today, right? And then when it comes to Friday, you can create some posts for the next week. So that way there's always future posts on the way. All right, my eighth tip. If you are struggling with taking a lot of time with Making, a, making posts and every day you're you know, trying to think every single day, what do I post today? What do I post today? My tip for you is to batch your content. This means creating multiple posts in one day that's going to last you for the week or for the month. So you, you don't, if you don't like logging into social media every day, you don't have to, okay? That's a myth if you think, oh, I have to be on my phone all the time to be active on social media. No, you can batch out your content for the week or the month, which means you devote a few hours on whatever day works for you and you just use that time very efficiently to create content that's going to be scheduled and posted throughout the week. And there are softwares that actually allow you to schedule your posts automatically. So you don't, it'll post it for you and you don't even have to log in yourself. Okay. So batch your posts Put all of your creative energy in one place during your week, and then you don't have to um, every day feel like you need to think of new ideas. Okay, next, my tip number nine, here we go, is to not worry about engagement, likes, and follows. Okay, these are all vanity metrics, and frankly, they can be easily manipulated, right? People can buy followers, and they can buy likes, and so there's no reason for you to get consumed by that. What you want to do instead is focus on adding value. Okay, so what is the value that you can offer today? How could you make yourself useful to people? How could you really stretch yourself to show up in this and serve really in that spirit of service over and over again? How can you over deliver, right? 
If you want to really get a lot of likes and a lot of engagement, you can just post a picture in your bathing suit, right? You can just post a picture of your puppy. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of likes, but you're not going to necessarily get a lot of clients, right? So you want to think about what are the posts that are really going to challenge people, invite them to show up to their life in a bigger way, get them to think differently, and also get them to take you seriously as an expert presence in their lives, Sometimes those aren't the posts that get the most likes and follows, but they're the posts that make the most difference for the people who really need it, okay? So instead of caring about the likes and the follows, how can you add value? How could you really show people your expertise? And then my final tip is kind of building off the last one. It's to prioritize finding buyers over followers, okay? You want to use social media to attract buyers, not followers, So how do you make sure that you're attracting buyers on social media? You make offers. You make direct offers for people to contact you, for people to hire you. Okay, there are many people on social media with millions of followers, but they have no money they're making from social media or they're just getting by, okay? You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes of someone who has hundreds of thousands of followers or millions of followers. Okay. I was able to make my first six figures as a coach with only having, you know, a few hundred followers online. So I did not have a lot of followers. And most of those followers were just like, friends and family and acquaintances. Okay. You don't want to prioritize getting followers. You want to focus on getting buyers. So are you making offers? Are you giving people a call to action? So at the end of your posts, right? Are you telling people how they can clearly take the next step? Do you have a free resource that they can download? Or do you have a link they can click to book a call with you? Okay. Or do you give them a direct link where they can invest in your program or join your membership? You've got to give them a clear and compelling reason to take that action. So how often are you making offers? Make sure that you are making offers so people know how they can actually hire you. Okay. So, boom, how are you liking this? (laughs) This was so exciting to share. So these are my top tips for selling on social media. And all of this is going to make it very simple for you. And if you want to make the process even simpler, if you want to have your hand held throughout start to finish growing your business online, we would love to support you with that, okay? In the academy, we hold your hand throughout all of it. Okay, so I want to make a little special deal for you if you've been listening to this, because if you've listened this far, you're clearly invested in growing your presence online and also hopefully having a bigger impact as a coach. If you mention this episode, if you mention that you listen to this episode when you book your admissions call with our team, then we will give you the 30 days of content book that I mentioned earlier. We will make sure that is not normally something that we only give at certain times to our coaches. We will give you 30 days of content. We're going to give you the manual. It's going to be laid out for you. Only if you mention that you listen to this particular episode. So all you need to do is go to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com, book a call with our admissions team. And on that call, when you're enrolling, mention this podcast episode, and we will give you the 30 days of content. You'll have an entire month's worth of content that you can use, that you can repeat, that you can set yourself up to have an amazing presence online, feel really good about yourself, attract not just a following of people that like you, but people that want to hire you. And it'll all be done for you with that guide.
okay? These are proven templates that have worked and they will allow you to feel like you really know what you're doing on social media, even if you're a beginner and even if you're not tech savvy. All right, hope you enjoyed this episode. Go share yourself on social media and have fun. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.